Our guest today is my friend Ruben Gallego. Ruben is the Democratic Senate candidate in the state of Arizona. He is running against some crazy of the crazies on the other side, and he may be running against even the craziest of the crazies, Kerry Lake, coming up here soon. He is a great guy, former Marine Corps, I'm sorry, you're always a Marine. He's a Marine Corps veteran. He is a member of Congress. He is an all-around good dude. We have had some good times together, and I am so glad to have him today on the Enemies List. There was also maintained what was called an Enemies List. Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. (laughs) I'm Rick Wilson. And this is The Enemies List. Ruben, thank you so much for coming on The Enemies List today. And I want to jump right in and say that you're going to have one of the craziest U.S. Senate races in the country. (laughs) Now, I know Arizona, you already sort of correct for that. You already know it's going to be a little crazy. Not quite Florida level, but maybe. So tell us a little bit about where the race stands right now, how your campaign is going, and and where you see the terrain. Because, I mean, I, I think, like everybody, I look at Arizona as as probably the pivotal swing state coming up in 24. Yeah, look, the race is going great. I mean, so far I'm uh, in the lead on every poll. Uh, when you are, you know, taking on an incumbent senator and she's polling in the mid-teens uh, and you outraise her in the first quarter, that's called winning. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone would have said that, you know, a couple of months ago that I was going to be able to do that. So. Uh, that looks good. Uh, the Republican alternative so far is a sheriff of Pinal County, uh, who is kind of like your, you know, caricature of what a Western sheriff is. Uh, you know, he's not even from Arizona, but as soon as he landed in Arizona, he went and bought a hat. And started <laughs> no, he's from Hawaii originally. Okay. Uh, you know, started strutting around with, with a cowboy hat and, uh, right. you know, he's definitely all hat and no cattle. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he is what uh, I would say Easterners think Arizonans are when the fact we're, we're not that way. Right. Um, and, right. Uh, yeah. But it, it, you know, it plays with a certain demographic of, of uh, you know, Republicans uh, across the, the country. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's running and announced today. Uh, you know, he, one of his big things he talked about, it's like, you know, how we need to support law, law enforcement, but this is the same guy that basically excused January 6th. Right. And for many, many uh, um, years actually, you know, was a perpetuating the big lie and, at one point, actually said he actually understood why people were rioting at the white at the at the Capitol. So, you know, he he talks a big game about you know taking care of law enforcement, but it's only law enforcement that he agrees with that he cares. About. He doesn't care about the 140 Capitol police officers that were injured, That's right. uh, and the five or six that that were killed. Uh, and so, and he, you know, he's he's got he's just this guy is, is something else. Uh, you know, he was on a show recently that. Uh, really espoused a lot of anti-Semitic uh, views. Uh, you know, I really do think that if there's someone that is kookier and crazier uh, than uh, Kerry Lake, it's this guy. Uh, I mean, he is a kind of a QAnon sheriff, kind of Barney Fife, tough guy, wannabe. Uh, you know, he wears a flak jacket everywhere. I'm pretty sure he wears it to go to sleep. Uh, you know, as someone who was actually in a real war zone, 
you know, right. and I like lived in an active war zone for seven months. I didn't wear my flag jacket as often as this guy does. Uh, I'd hate to see what else, you know, he does while wearing that flag jacket. But, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> persona that, uh, you know, he's going to try to sell. When Arizona is not exactly a flak jacket and cowboy hat kind of state. No, I think I think that's a that I think like a lot of the Republicans in the last cycle, they had a misread of the fact that Arizona has changed a lot in the last 10, 15 years. And it's not yes. it's not the Wild West anymore. It's a, it's a state that's trying that's trying to become a you know a a high tech multicultural yep. multiracial you know leading state yeah. in the in the, yeah, the takes, high income state yeah, yeah. that right yeah. That, that draws people to it for the good for the right reasons not the wrong reasons that's right yeah I and mean, look at this the you know, again this is another fear campaign all he's running is on a, a fear campaign arizona is not a fearful state we're an aspirational state that's right people move to arizona to buy homes start a business send their kids to college live the real american dream uh, and if you look at his kickoff, you know, it's 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 largely this very fearful tone where, you know, number one, I don't think Americans by nature are fearful, but certainly not Arizonans and politicians that feed fear. I don't think win in Arizona. I, th- I think that's right. I mean, uh, so do you see any other Republican competitors to this guy on the horizon? I mean, obviously, sure. you have some you have some very big fish in that crazy world out there who, who yeah. still are thinking about it. Yeah, there's, there's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of toxic fish in the Republican Lake here in Arizona. Uh, so give it time. I think Carrie Lake, when she's done with her, uh, you know, her you know grifting of all of these uh, poorness and people that are, keep giving her money for these lawsuits, they go nowhere. I think once that con is over, I think she'll run for this seat because she needs to have her next. Uh, play sure, and she, she doesn't really have anything much else to you do. You know, I mean, look, maybe she can go from being an imaginary governor to being an imaginary senator. <laughs> well, there's, you can't because we have an imaginary resign to run law, <laughs> so she'd have to imaginary file for that first in order for her to run for this. She, um, she remains in my mind one of the. I mean, between her and Mark Fincham last year, we went we went at Lincoln. We went up against both of them, and it was a great. <laughs> By the way, Mark Mark is another one of those fake cowboys. He moved from Michigan. Yeah, I in like 2012. As soon as he got yeah. here, he put on a bolo tie and a hat. Right, it's, it's just like, dude, come on. The, uh, <laughs> it is. It's like it's like Western cosplay for these guys. It, it is absolutely Western cosplay. It's just it's ridiculous. No, it, it. But but so you think you think you'll end up with at least one more of them in the pool. Yeah, I think I think you look. Arizona is still a very competitive state for Republicans. Sure. If you're a Republican uh, and you're looking at the field right now, you have, you know, um, you know, Yosemite Sam, the sheriff that's running against you. Why wouldn't you take your chances against them, right? Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, if you're a young politician, young businessman, or anybody that really wants to have a chance, you 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 would take that person on. So I don't see why why they wouldn't. And then you have. Uh, and also you have the, what, what they think is an attractive thing, which is a three-way race where they think that Senator Sinema is going to be taken away from the Democratic votes, which is just not happening. But I think a lot of people kind of want to talk and lie themselves into that. So I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you about that because, I mean, the last time I saw you, she had not yet changed parties to independent. Well, I think I saw you last summer. We, we were together last summer. Last summer, yeah. Yeah. And um, she had not changed parties from independent yet. Um and, and it still sort of had had her foot in the Democratic Party pool, but I mean, explain to people just how far, especially in the minds of Arizona voters, she has gone off the reservation. Because it strikes me that people outside don't really understand how how distant she is now from mainstream yeah. Arizona Democrats. 
Yeah, I think a lot of kind of like establishment politicians and political people that follow politics can't fathom a sitting incumbent senator who won four years ago being so unpopular that she is polling in the mid-teens. Um, the reason she's running is because she was there was no way that she was going to win a primary. I was going mm-hmm. to like, destroy her by digits, uh, double digits that would have been so embarrassing. People would be writing political science uh, you know, <laughs> novels. And so I think in the end, you know, she is very tactically smart. She realized, though, that the one pathway that she has that still gives her an opportunity to to kind of stay well in fight was to run for an independent. But, you know, if you look at outside, you're like, oh, God, well, that means she gets one third of the independent vote in Arizona because Arizona is essentially a third, a third, a third. Yeah. Uh, a third Republican, a third independent and a third Democratic with Republicans leading um, the, the higher registration, then independents and then Democrats. Uh, the thing is that, like, these independents don't vote like independents. You know, maybe of that portion, only 10 percent are true independents. And of that portion, she's not going to get. Uh, that, you know, she's not going to dominate among that portion. And a big portion of those independents are young Latinos. As a matter of fact, since 2020, for example, since the last since the last election, mm-hmm. uh, we just saw the stats. The majority of Latinos that are registering to vote in Arizona are registering as independents, right? And it's not because mm-hmm. they're more moderate. It's largely because they tend to be a little more progressive and they're not going to be voting for Miss Thumbs Down uh, for the Senate. Uh, and so, you know, at the end of the day, she's at right now, she's in third place right now. She's in, in uh, you know, around 15 to 18 percent, depending on a good day uh, for her. Uh, but she doesn't have the money to get out of third place. We just outraised her last quarter. Right. We raised three point seven million dollars in 10 weeks against a sitting incumbent. We have more than one hundred and six thousand individual donations. The, mo- the state that most of that comes from is actually Arizona, which is a very impressive thing. That's a thing. great start. That's a terrific a, start. Yeah. yeah. We're not a very like, you know, Democratic donor state. We have a lot of Democratic votes, but not a donor state. Um, our average donation is $35. Uh, and 99% of all of our donors, we could go back and hit again uh, for money. So Cinema uh, does have a cash advantage lead on us. But at the rate that she's raising money, she maybe will have in her campaign, maybe, $20 million to run this race. Uh, there's, you, you're not going to be able to get out of 30, uh, out of third place no. on $20 million in a 2024. And if you've already got over a hundred thousand small dollar donors, I, I, I can run the math in my head. There's no chance she, if you start pr- producing from that pool and they start investing in your campaign, that that's yes. a really, that's a really good place to jump off from. Support for Rick Wilson's The Enemies List comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software, or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable, all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com Wilson. That's O-D-O-O dot Wilson. Odoo. Modern management made simple. So, yep. you know, with her, I mean, my only question is without her, who will, who will, who will stand up for those poor people in the hedge funds who, who just depend <laughs> on her to, to do the carried interest deduction defense every year? <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have to light a little candle for them. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sure well, I'm so, sure they'll find somebody. Right. So, I mean, and this, this is the contrast I was, was trying to get to with my slightly jokey question. It's like, 
what are you doing? What, what's your sort of game plan to communicate to Democratic voters and, and independent voters and, and frankly, even some Republican voters in Arizona yeah. on how you're going to be different as a senator, how you're going to govern in Washington, how you're going to stay in touch with the state? Because my sense from a lot of people is that she is a very, very, very part-time, sometime resident of Arizona and mostly a Washington person. I mean, we, we never see her here. Right. Uh, she flies in, does a couple of photo ops and flies out. Uh, she hasn't had a town hall in four years. So, and when I say town hall, like in-person, unscripted town hall, uh, which a lot of us have here in Arizona. We're still mm-hmm. yeah. a state that is very much retail politics. For I have sure. a town hall coming up this Saturday. You know, this is a, this is what I do. Uh, so number one, we communicate our values by our narrative. Like I come from a working class background. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my mom was a secretary, a strong Latina who raised uh, four kids on her own. And, uh, you know, because of her will and the help from a lot of people and the government, I was able to live the American dream. And so were my sisters and even my mom. They all went back and got their college degrees. And we all get to live a very great middle class and above lifestyle. Uh, And so, you know, reminding people where you're from and reminding that you're not going to forget them is really important. And then contrasting with her votes, like I don't have to say who she is. I could show who she is. Right. I could show who she voted for. I could show who she negotiated for. When we were trying to bring down the cost of uh, pharmaceuticals for our seniors, she was trying to negotiate for pharma, which is crazy. As you know, Rick, pharma has, you know, three lobbyists for every one right. senator and congressman in DC. Well, now they have a publicly funded uh, <laughs> cinema. And we're going to show uh, that contrast when it comes to, uh, you know, public events, when it comes to you know, our actual, you know, campaigns, uh, campaign efforts. Uh, and I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of other people that are going to be want to helpful in that regard. Well, I think, I think that's right. I mean, it, you know, th- there are people who get to Washington and you, you can see their behavior almost immediately become like, how do I stay here? How do I get into this club? Right. How do I, how do I always get the permanent ride here in this, in this lovely, lovely city full of delicious money how do I stay in the on the good side? And I mean, she seems like one of the outliers, even even in a city that is not unknown for like a bunch of venal people. She seems like an outlier, even for Washington. It's like, whoa, calm it. Like, she's like Joe Manchin's like easy there. You know? yeah. Well, I, you know, the reason, you know, Rick, I think this has occurred is because she has cut herself off from Arizonans. And I think she decided to go a certain way, not realizing that the state was not for that. I think she thought she can go fight for the carried interest loophole and Arizonans would be, uh, wouldn't be unhappy about that. Uh, I, I think she thought she could vote against the $15 minimum wage and believe that Arizonans would not be happy uh, about that. I, I, I truly believe she thought she could negotiate for pharma uh, when it came to the Inflation Reduction Act and thinking that Arizonans would not know about it. And the <laughs> fact is, is that they did know about it and because she hasn't kept, you know, her trust with the Arizonans, they don't trust her anymore. And when we talk about trust, that's what's going to affect her is going I to be right. with independents and with Republicans. And Republicans don't like hedge fund managers. Uh, well, I mean, Republican politicians right. like hedge fund managers uh, and private equity managers. Uh, but the voters themselves do not like, you know, woke Wall Street, as they call it. So it's not really going to help out with with that. Uh, look, our my contention is if we do everything right, she's going to have to look at these numbers. And if you want to go down uh, as the first sitting senator to lose uh, in a uh, in a three way race by coming in third place, 
Uh, right. I mean, have at it. Uh, but, you know, we know that we're going to probably take on a Republican. That's going to be our biggest challenge. And at the end of the day, even with that, we know that we're going to be able to win because the Republicans are not offering anything in Arizona. All they're offering is more fear mongering, uh, more divisiveness. And just Arizona is not that place anymore. Everybody's got a morning ritual. Uh, I know I do. And I want to feel like I'm getting my day going. I want to feel like I'm moving. And more than coffee sometimes, it's making sure you're clean, squared away, put together. You can get your day started by upping your shave game with Harry's sleekest razor yet, the craft handle. I like to use it because I've got to shave this giant dome of mine every day. So I got to keep it shiny. I have a beard, but I keep my neck clean front and back, do all the miscellaneous trimming. And the new craft handle, it actually is a lot more precision, at least that I found, with the new grip. I really like it a lot. You'll be getting quality shaving for a really amazing price. For now, they're offering the craft handle starter set for 10 bucks. It's a $17 value. So this is something you really should try. And if you don't like it, it's on them, guys. They stand behind the product. They guarantee it. How can you get a hold of the craft handle, the latest, greatest from Harry's? It's simple. Get it delivered to your door for 10 bucks at harrys.com slash enemies list. That's harrys.com slash enemies list. So I, I think the the one area where they are the, the most fear-mongering and the most divisive has traditionally in the last few cycles been about immigration. Right. It's obviously a big issue there. Talk to us about where you're going to come down on this, what, what you see as the way to make this work. Because Part of their headspace has always been like, we can put up a magical wall and this will all stop. It's bullshit right. and we all know it. But tell right. us how you're going to talk to voters about immigration because I think it's going to be one of the real tests yeah. of, of overcoming what what I call the tidal wave of bullshit that they're going to throw right. at you. I, think, I also think you got to remember the, the border and quote unquote border issues are actually more important the further away you get from the border. Like, I think I think some, uh, uh, you know, candidates that are running and, uh, you know, that are like thousands of miles away from the U.S.-Mexico border are going to actually end up talking more about the border than we do here. Because right. we're actually very familiar with the border. Sure. So the, the, the nearest uh, beach uh, to Phoenix is three hours away in Puerto Penasco, <laughs> where thousands of Arizonans and Phoenicians have condos. As a matter of fact, we all have like we all follow on Facebook the update because uh, the Rocky Point update because we have to follow the traffic flows back and forth. That's when we know where, when to leave to the beach. Uh, or not. <laughs> the largest migration of humans. I kid you not. Like I can pull it up right now. Right. The largest right. migration of humans daily on a daily basis is in Yuma, where thousands of Mexican nationals and Americans, by the way, that live in Mexico, cross over to go work in Yuma during COVID. We had to make an exception to our COVID uh, crossing rules in order for us to make sure that we had enough uh, farmhands to come and pull all the food, or all the winter lettuce, or else a lot of it would have just rotted, right? Right. You know, the border is this dynamic area that is a multi-billion dollar industry where people, you know, make a lot of money legally, you know, bringing things in from Mexico, sending things out from Mexico. So we're going to talk about the border in a very realistic way. We're not going to let them just fear monger about it. We're not going to avoid that there isn't a problem. There is a problem. You should sure. have controlled uh, a, a controlled migration of people coming to this country. You want we want to you know follow our our morals and give people the right to you know uh, request asylum. Let's make sure they do it in an orderly manner. Let's not put a stress on these small towns. But we're also not going to do this freaking out where we're all going to jump uh, jump in flak jackets and start walking around next to the border as if it's an active war zone. Mm-hmm. Literally. Some of these guys where they're taking pictures are only about half a block away from a Starbucks. When, <laughs> when 
and, and Walmarts. Like that's the thing that really annoys me. And the press all goes down and follows them next to the border wall. And then they all get into their cars and go through the drive through and pick up their Starbucks uh, of the su- supposedly really dangerous area they were just in. Right. So we're going to have real honest conversations about the border and we're not going to go dressed up in our combat boots uh, and put on flak jackets and, uh, you know, try to you know scare people. We're going to talk about the real challenges of the border and the real benefits uh, of the border. If we shut down that border like some of these guys want, we will throw our economy into a quick recession uh, in this state and definitely uh, in in the country. You know, we need to have a very active working relationship with you know, our partners on the other side so we can actually work together to stop crime. If you want to talk about fentanyl, most of the people that are coming in and we catch with fentanyl, almost 90% of them are U.S. citizens or legal permanent residents, right? And we're catching them at port of entries. We're not even catching them uh, in between uh, the borders. So let's figure out how to have technology there. So having a very realistic conversation about the border, we don't fear monger about it. We don't make these, these people that live in these communities uh, seem like they're in, like in a war zone because if you talk to those mayors, by the way, of those small towns, right. they don't like being called in the middle of a war zone because that means they can't attract investment. And so that's what we're going to talk about, and that's we're going to treat this like a realistic situation, not like the the things that I think you know cinema and uh, you know potentially Mark Lamb, whoever else, whoever else is, is going to try to make it out to be. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of ghoulish the way they portray it, and it's so yeah, it's so it's such a like a like a like a dumb cliched sort of closed loop of stupidity. Like, oh well, you must favor open borders with billions of people crossing. Nobody wants open borders. <laughs> Nobody wants open borders. Nobody wants open borders. <laughs> like, what the hell. I, I, Nobody does. I mean, uh, maybe there's like a small population somewhere, but I certainly don't want an open border. And I like again, you know, I I've seen, I've lived lived on the border. You know, mm-hmm. on the Mexico side when I was growing up, I understand it. Like, but nobody wants an open border. The Latinos that have recently migrated to this country don't want an open border. That's right. What we do want is smart, sane uh, immigration policies and smart, sane border policy. Which, by the way, that's the only way it works. You have to have comprehensive immigration reform, and you can have at the same time sane border policy. But you're not going to have a safe, secure border without immigration reform. They have to go hand in hand. Right. I think that's exactly right. And I think you made a really good point that people um, on the right have, have just ignore. And a lot of people in the left and the center also kind of just glide over. We have a giant economic trading partner with Mexico. It's good for Absolutely. everybody. And and this idea we're going to pull up a wall that's 80 feet tall and no one's ever coming in or out again is just it would be it would blow up the economy of every state on the well hell it would blow up the entire American economy for that matter. Right. Well, North American economy. Too. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if people actually understand how big the border actually is. Right. It is massive. Uh-huh. It is. There are some areas that are just massively big in between no metropolitan areas. And look, I think in metropolitan areas and where we know that there are a lot of crossings, you should put up a border wall. You should put up a border wall where there is actual national security demand to do that, right? That's that. I think that's a very logical thing. But when you're putting up border walls in the middle of like beautiful preserves with rolling through rolling hills, through through tribal lands. It's out in the the hard desert. (laughs) It's out in the hard desert where where people aren't crossing. uh, Then you're, you're putting up a monument. You're not putting up a wall. Right. right and monuments right. Set, set, uh, are are, do, are there to send messages. Walls are there to protect. Right. And right. I'd rather have walls to protect. Well, I think it's one of the things that you're going to face a lot of. I, th- I do think they're going to hit you on that, just because it's their only play in a lot of ways. That all the tough, all the fake tough guys, all the all the fake cowboy thing, 
they're going to try to do that to sort of out tough you, out macho you. But a lot of people aren't aware that you you've served this country in uniform, and yeah. and you've you've actually defended this country as opposed to these guys who are who are you know running around in their in their stained battle rattle, pretending that they are some sort of like cosplay. I'm going down to the border to fight off the Mexican yeah. horde. This guy Lamb wears more like battle rattle than I did, like kicking in doors in Haditha in, in the Alambar province. And, like, <laughs> right. like, come on, like, dude. First of all, if you're actually in combat, you don't want that much battle rattle because right. it becomes a nuisance. But right. he, like, again, he needs to kind of cosplay that he is, you know, this kind of uh, tough guy. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I love, I love serving my country. You know, I, I it's I love being a marine. Um, and you know, but at the end of the day, like. This country is not a war zone. We shouldn't stop. We shouldn't treat every, right. everywhere we go as a war zone, right? And I, I just dislike the idea that uh, you know politicians are are scaring other Americans to that point. I think I think that's a really good point. That that you know offering something, especially as a Democratic candidate, offering an affirmative economic vision, offering an affirmative forward looking, optimistic view of the country is something that I think people really are looking for in this time where we've got a lot of division. We've got a lot of of, of ugliness. We've got a lot of, of fear mongering. I think you, you're in a good position to offer that kind of affirmative thing because of your, your family story of your narrative of your life. And, and I think it's just important. You, you, you keep that, you know, it'll be tempting to sort of get down in the weeds with her and just like, let it get ugly. But I think you've got, a, there's an optimistic edge that you can bring to this. Absolutely. It's really important. I don't think you can win. I don't think you can win hating somebody else. I think it's important for us to do comparison contrasts because I think you want to show people that I'm the person that's going to fight for you. Right. But we're never going to win hating on cinema the whole time or Lamb the whole time. I think it's important that people understand who really is on their side. Yep. Uh, and that's fine. But we need to talk about what you know Arizona wants. You know Arizona want to be able to want to be able to buy a house. You know it's very hard to buy a house. Right. It's really expensive. Oh, it, especially out there, it's gotten very pricey, yeah. right? Oh yeah, the apartments are to the roof. We have water to worry about. You know, that's our, that is our lifeblood right now. We don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, with, with our water future. And if we don't take care of that, you know, don't worry about immigration when nobody's going to want to come here because we didn't control our water. Right. Right. And so these are the kind of things that we have to deal with. We do have a growing homeless problem and a fentanyl problem that kind of feed each other as mm-hmm. well as obviously mm-hmm. affordability. We need to actually be working on that. So um, just kind of like the good god guns and um you know i don't know what whatever other g they probably use nowadays to scare people into voting gays mostly gays gays yeah i forgot that one is not gonna work it's just not gonna work arizona's not that way anymore listen ruben i i think you have a tremendous campaign ahead of you i think you i think you're doing the right i think you're doing it the right way for arizona um i am going to be very excited to keep uh, my eye on how this thing turns out and uh we'll see i may i may come down and smite some bad guys for you um, All right. And, By uh, the way, there's there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so tell people how they can get in touch with you, the campaign, social media, etc. Absolutely. Uh, we're on social media probably too much, but you can follow me at Ruben Gallego, R-U-B-E-N, Gallego, G-A-L-L-E-G-O, no S. Everyone wants fun to make it Gallego, so it's Gallego. Um, and then our website, www.gallegoforarizona.com. We are powered with small dollar donors. Please, you know, continue to uh, you know support us. We are right, we are running a winning campaign right now. There's not one poll that doesn't show us in the lead in a two way race or a three way race, and uh, we're going to continue this and we're going to uh, take the seat for the Democrats. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I wish you all the thank best, you. and uh, we will talk to you again soon. 
Thank you. Adios. Adios. Well, folks, you'll be surprised to know once again on the enemies list is our friends at Fox News. Dominion Voting Machines and the law firm of Claire Locke, who is representing Dominion in their jajillion dollar uh, lawsuit against Fox. They're in the closing stages of this dance now. There's been a slight, as of this recording on Monday at 2.45, there's been a slight delay in the court case because Fox is trying to settle. They're trying to settle for pennies on the dollar from what I understand. But I want to say this. The fact that they know they're guilty, the fact that they know they're going to lose this thing, the fact that they just can't step up for one goddamn minute, for one second, and say, we were responsible for this. We're sorry. We apologize. America, we fucked up. We were wrong. The fact that they can't do that because they'll lose their audience tells you everything. These people are going to are going to either be found guilty and pay a lot of money to Dominion, or they're going to settle and pay a lot of money to Dominion. But I hope Dominion holds their ass in the fire as long as humanly possible. I hope they raise the pain level so fucking high that Rupert looks out the window and says, come sweet death, embrace me at long last. I want them to suffer. They are a absolutely vile propaganda network and getting worse. You've got Tucker Carlson on the air defending the guy who stole U.S. military secrets and distributed them on fucking Discord. You've got the entire return of the network back to the full-time 24-7 Trump mania coverage. It's a broken, evil, corrupt, cancerous place. And they're on the enemies list. And I wish Dominion all the best. And Fox... Get your shit together. This has been The Enemies List. And if you've been enraged or engaged or enlivened by this week's episode, let's do something about it. This podcast is part of Resolute Square, a new front in the war to preserve democracy. We were looking for a place to fight back against the MAGA media, and this is it. In addition to this podcast and many others, each week, Resolute Square members will sit down with me and other founders for an intimate meeting of the minds, talking about what's really going on behind the curtain of American politics and analyzing the minds and the motivations of the people that are shaping this country's future, good and bad, along with exclusive analysis and insight from our newsletters, which are anything but conventional wisdom. And yes, we'll also have merch to make the MAGA heads in your life furious and more. Become a partner in this fight at ResoluteSquare.com slash enemies. And folks, if you could like, subscribe, and rate the podcast, I would be enormously grateful. And I cannot tell you how grateful and how heartfelt your support has been for this podcast and for these conversations. And we look forward to many, many more. Thanks again. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list.